What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am uh, every uh, was it Saturday throughout the season here by my good friend, Mr. Lee Schwartz, uh, to go ahead and break down the Sunday slate for you guys. We do have a two-game slate again, uh, pretty much all two-game slates right now for the time being, but, uh, well, for the weekends, I should say. So, uh, I mean... Exciting games. Uh, I can't say like everything's going to be pretty similar to what I said the last time these these teams played. So I don't feel like there's a whole lot's changed. Uh, so probably not a whole lot of new information here, but we'll just get right into it, Lee. Uh, first game we have is the Boston Celtics at the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, Boston leads the series by uh, by two to one, uh, two games to one. The Boston Celtics are favored by two and a half points here. And it's a 214.5 game total. Uh, we do have Joel Embiid being questionable with that knee injury, but, I mean, he's got to be playing. I don't really see any reason he would sit. Uh, Marcus Smart did pop up as questionable with an ankle injury. Uh, this is like the fourth different little banged-up <laughs> injury he's had during the series, basically. And uh, I, I'd have to imagine he's a tough guy. He's probably going to play through that as well. So I think both these teams are going into this healthy league. Uh, let's just go ahead and approach it that way. Let, tell me who you like here, man. Yeah, you know, like uh, – I- like you said, the same slate that we played Thursday night, and uh, that Thursday night I did really well, but I did well by fading this game and then really hammering yeah. that late game, mm-hmm. and then I got 70 burgers from Jokic and Durant and uh, and Booker, so that really nice. saved me that night. Yeah. Uh, so fading this game kind of paid off. This game's got a slightly lower overall point total than the late game, but not by much. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's lots of potential here and lots of stars in this game, so no reason to really fade it, but... I don't have a lot of players going from this game in my lineup for tomorrow or for tonight. Uh, I, I do like um, DeAnthony Melton at 4,500. He's mm-hmm. just been, you know, I don't expect him to do what he did in game three, but, you know, if he can throw me 25, 30 fantasy points for, for 4,500, that kind of allows me to get to some of those higher price guys in the lineup. So uh, I do like the stars of this game. I just, but uh, for me, I'm going to be fading a lot of this game to get to get more of that late game. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I kind of went a similar approach last time. I ended up hitting the money line. I didn't do probably as well as you did, but uh, ended up, you know, placing in, in my, uh, I think I had four singles, single entry GPPs. So going with a similar approach here, but I'm uh, slightly different here. I did look overlook with Mead in the last uh, slate, and here I'm not going to make that mistake. He's 9,800. I think he's a bit underpriced uh, at that 9,800. I mean, I think the, the Sixers still kind of have their backs against the wall here. It's kind of a must win, in my opinion, for the Sixers still, because if you go into Boston, down three one. Uh, good luck. <laughs> it's not that is not going to be easy. So uh, so I do feel like the Sixers are going to pull out all the stops here. So I yeah. do like Embiid. Yeah. And one other thing I forgot to mention: Harden at eighty six hundred. How can you yeah. not want to play him at eighty six hundred? I mean, yeah. You can't, a, can't afford not to play him. That you, you know, he played forty minutes last game. He didn't have a great game. Neither did the entire team. But I'll take forty minutes from the beard at eighty six hundred every single night of the week. 
Yeah, he's an enticing guy as well. I think the Sixers stars would be the ones I'd lean into here. Uh, the other guy in the Sixers I'm looking at is Tyrese Maxey at 6,300. I think he's going to go under owned again. He went under owned in the last site as well uh, because anytime that Embiid's playing, people think, oh, well, Maxey's not going to do anything. But Maxey's proven again and again. I mean, he's a very quality six man for that team. Uh, so when Harden and, and Embiid aren't really doing the scoring, he's the one that's out there doing that. A very good role yeah. player for him. You know, so. you know, Maxey is? Maxey is Jalen Brunson from last year on the Mavs. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be a star for some other team soon. Yeah, that's very possible. Very possible. So I do like him here. Uh, I like your Melton call as well. Uh, on the Celtic side, I do uh, I do like some Jalen Brown still at 8,100. I, I called him last game as a good play. I think he was 8,300, so his price has fallen a little bit even, uh, even though he had a pretty decent game that last one. He had like 42 DK points or so. Uh, you know, nothing special. I'm not expecting a whole lot, but um, he's just a little bit cheaper than the uh, stars that are on this slate. And he's uh, just, I feel like he's still going to put up very, very similar numbers. So uh, save you a little salary there. I think you can go ahead and slip him in. The other guy I'm looking at the Celtics here is uh, Grant Williams at 3,500. 23 minutes, I believe, he got in that last game. And it was 29 the game before, but that was kind of a blowout. So a little, you don't take, take, don't take too much stock in that one. But if he's going to get about 20 minutes at 3,500, I think you got to take a few stabs at him. So. Yeah, I'd love to hear your opinion on between Brogdon, Smart, and White. They're all priced about the same. They all seem like they're, just, they're all just as up and just as down as each other. Do you have a favorite yeah. of the three? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I think if Smart does play, he'd probably be my favorite of the three, honestly. Um, but I just don't. I mean, I think he's going to play. So I, th- I guess I, I guess that's probably my answer there. But no, it's a good call. I mean, who do you go with? Who don't you go with? I'm kind of fading the situation entirely. So. Uh, I don't know if that's smart or not. I don't know if uh, what they're all around like five, what five something. Yeah, five, they're uh, fifty-two hundred for Brogdon, fifty-one hundred for Smart, and forty-nine hundred for Weiss. Just almost exactly the same price, exactly the same expectations, really. Yeah, so need them, they need them to hit like thirty-two, thirty-three DK points to really have a good game for us. I mean, I think it's possible. Uh, if I was, I guess I'm putting that kind of line on it. I mean, I always like Brogdon. So maybe maybe that's the guy I'd lean to if you're looking for like an upside pick out of those three. But I think um, smart's probably the the smart choice, the uh, the you know more uh, consistent type of choice. So you're the uh, 29th person to make that uh, pun. All yeah, your, right? yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, so that's that game. Uh, let's move on to the second game of the slate, which you probably have a little bit more interest in here. Uh, Lee, it's Denver at Phoenix. Obviously, Denver is up two one in the series. Phoenix is favored by two and a half points. And the game totals uh, sit at 227.5, which is obviously more appealing. And, yeah, I've got some thoughts on this one. But let me hear your thoughts first. Do you like it on the uh, Sixers uh, – sorry, on the Suns and on the uh, Nuggets? Well, given what I just said about kind of fading the early game, I love everybody in this game, really. And I, I'm going to kind of go with the same strategy that I went with uh, two days ago and with the same slate. And I'm going to first lock in Cameron Payne. I think uh, uh, Chris Paul has already been confirmed out, so I, I do like – Paying for one more game, five thousand dollars salary kind of allows you to get to some of the higher price guys, including Devin Booker, who I think is a must play again, even at ten thousand. Yeah. But anytime Chris Paul is out, Devin Booker is almost a must start. And in these playoff games where he's playing all these minutes and really taking it upon himself to make up for the scoring slack, you know, and the rest of the team's not shooting very well either. So. I love Payne. I love Booker. I love Durant. And I mean, Durant had a terrible first half. I mean, awful. One of his worst first halves of his career last week or two days ago and still ended up with 67 fantasy points. So, yeah, you know, how, how can you not like him? And then the other kind of guy I'm taking a hard look at is Jock Landale. He's been getting some decent minutes. Aiton is still just not as consistent as they want him to be. 
And I really like him at 3,200 because, again, he allows me to get to the Bookers and the Hardens and the Jokic's of the world uh, just because he's 3,200. And if he can get me 20 fantasy points, I can stay on the running for money. So, Yeah, interesting development there in Phoenix, obviously, with, uh, you know, uh, Aiton and the coach having, uh, Monty Williams having kind of a little bit of a, a butt in there. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. It's been kind of uh, tense with DeAndre Ayton for a few seasons now, at least. So, I do like Jacques Landale at uh, at Landale at 3,200. I think that's a good call. Um, I do feel like he probably gets the bulk share of the backup minutes at least, and and there's upside there if they end up going with him down the stretch as well. Uh, again, for for whatever reason, I mean, Ayton did play terrible. I'll give him, you know, I'll definitely go ahead and, and echo the the coach's sentiments on that. And uh, hey, it's the playoffs. You got to do what you got to do. So. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again if Aiden comes out just flat like he did last game. Um, but yeah, Booker 10,000. I agree with you, Lee. It's a must roster. Um, you know, I don't know why uh, people are offering, you know, both sportsbooks are offering plus odds on him being the point scoring leader in this series. They're, his points totals have been like 29.5, 30.5. Like, it's just not, I don't understand why people don't see that he's basically going to score 35, 40 points a game. Like, it's just going to happen. So, uh, you can pretty much set your clock to it. I mean, that's, he, that's how talented he is at that shooting guard position. He's maybe, I, I think, very uh, arguably the best shooting guard in the league at this point in time. So, um, so yeah, I love him at 10,000. Uh, TJ Warren is another guy that you didn't mention that I have on my list here. I had him in my last lineup. Um, he kind of, I mean, it was mixed results that last game. He kind of stood around a lot in the perimeter. Um, he came in big down the clutch, obviously. Had a few big buckets, uh, a three that kind of rattled in and a, a floater that rattled in uh, late in the fourth that, that helped me to cash in my lineups and also helped him to uh, look like he belonged out there. But he did have uh, quite a few minutes in that one, and I'm, I'm looking for a little bit more from TJ Warren. I still think they need that shot creator in the lineup. So uh, I do like him as well. But uh, talk to me about the Denver side. Who are you liking over there, man? Yeah, really, uh, obviously, Jokic. Again, I think if you if you play guys like Landale, you play guys like Campaign, you can afford to squeeze in. Booker, Harden, 8,600, you can work in, and you can still get Jokic in your lineup. And he's 10,900, is the highest-priced player in the slate. He's But who's more worth it than Jokic is, you know, on a day-to-day basis? And I'd rather, honestly, would rather I would rather lose with Jokic in my lineup than not play him and, and suffer the consequences of his, you know, 60-70 point game because these two-game slates, it's not the Wigginses of the world or the Hearts or the uh, Barrett's of the world that are going to win you these contests. It's going to be the Jokic's, the Booker's, and the Harden's that can put up those 60 and 70 high numbers that are going to win you these contests. So Jokic I love. And then it's kind of another filler piece. Uh, our favorite Bruce Brown always all the time. Uh, he's playing a decent number of minutes in these in this, uh, playoffs to justify throwing him in your lineup. And the nice thing about him is he doesn't need to score to, to get you points. He's a good rebounder. He's a decent assist guy. So he can put the stat sheet up pretty quickly, even if he just gets 25 minutes. Yeah. And uh, he contributes across the board. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think Jokic, I think it's a good call because um, when you're looking at these, like, very small slates, you're looking for those stars that are going to go under own. And I think Jokic for sure is going to be a guy that's kind of overlooked because everyone's going to try to get to Embiid, uh, try to get to, uh, you know, Harden, whoever else, uh, Booker. So I think, you know, Jokic will go under-owned here, so it's a good call there. Durant also, I think, falls in that category as well because everyone's going to have Booker. And when you have Booker, you kind of automatically go, well, I don't want to stack Phoenix too hard, uh, which, you know, maybe isn't necessarily the wisest thing. But uh, So I think Durant is also someone you can look at as, like, an uh, under-appreciated star on the slate. But um, for me... 
I'm looking. Uh, at, I'm looking at Jamal Murray, seventy nine hundred. I mean, the the price tag's not great, but he's had a couple quiet games. Uh, the Nuggets, I think, um, you know, they kind of got punched in the mouth in the last one. You know, Durant had that huge second half. Uh, Booker had obviously forty seven points throughout the whole game. Uh, kind of big both halves. I mean, the first half was really all Devin Booker time, but uh, Murray's been. I mean, he's had a had a really bad shooting game in that last one. Kind of looked like he lost a bit, a little bit of his confidence. So I, I really think he's going to be low owned on this slate. So that's kind of the the quote unquote star I'm looking at here. Um, right. You know, I'm hoping for maybe fifteen to twenty percent ownership uh, on a two game slate. That's that's money in the bank if he you know gets me forty five DK points. So uh, we'll see how that works out for me. But I think he has to come in big for Denver to win a, a game here in Phoenix. Yeah, you're, that's an excellent point, Jamal Murray. I think, the only thing about Murray is is that he's 7,900 and Harden is 8,600. So yeah. I would personally, I'd probably pay up the extra $700 to get to Harden. But I would love to get your opinion on this too, because for me, for a lot of these lineups I did for for this slate, it came down to either I could either get Booker or I could get Durant in my lineup. I couldn't get mm. both of those two. Who would you put in your in most? Well, of your well, I would definitely say Booker is the the um, he's going to be probably close to 60% owned, maybe even more. So uh, it's kind of like, what, what do you need, right? If you're if the rest of your lineup is chalky, I think you probably go uh, with Durant, honestly. But if you're, uh, the rest of your lineup is kind of taking some shots in the dark, I think you go Booker. I think you just take the safe money. So that's kind of how I play it. <laughs> and the thing is, too, you know, Durant qualifies small forward, power forward. So there's lots of other options there where uh, in shooting guard, there's not a lot of other options. So Booker is by far the best choice there. Yeah, and I'm stacking up uh, the, the two guys, the two uh, value guys on Phoenix that we talked about with Landell and um, and uh, T.J. Warren. So I'm taking some shots in the dark down roster, so I'm definitely going with Booker up roster. So that's just kind of how I'm playing it. But uh, Thrive Fantasy, though, ThriveFantasy.com is where you're going to go. You're going to download it. You're going to enter promo code ETHOS, get your first deposit match up to 50 bucks. Uh, I've only got two plays in this slate. I wasn't digging. I think the, the you know lines are getting pretty sharp here, so... I think there's some easy ones that are kind of like 80, 70 points that I was like, yeah, hey, I'd definitely play that, but that's not super exciting. So I've only got two plays here, Lee. How many did you end up with? I have three, but okay. I would say one is more of a, a long shot. If it pays off, you do real well in the slate kind of thing. Gotcha. Well, why don't I have you start that? What's your first one? Well, first one's Kevin Durant. For everything I just said, dude, you know, he had a terrible game in his last game. How did he end up still getting uh, the over – the prop, excuse me, is over 46 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. It's worth 130 points. And his last game, he had, like I said, one of his worst first halves of his career and ended up 57. So he ended up 10 over this prop, even on an off night for him. Certainly he made up for it in the second half. But, uh, again, just these playoff games bring out the best in these star players. They play so many minutes that as long as it doesn't become a blowout, they're, the big numbers – tend to show up a lot more than they do their regular season. So I really like this prop. It's Kevin Durant over 46 and a half points, rebounds and assists. How about you? Yeah, I like it, man. Um, I've got Booker over 45 and a half points, rebounds and assists. You know, that's kind of an easy one for me as well. Uh, it's 105 points. You know, I just, again, I feel, I feel like the, the Suns are going to take this game, but then that's kind of like game over. I think the the Nuggets will close out after that. They're, they might even win it in Phoenix, but um, but yeah, I do feel like the Suns are going to go hard for this game. I feel like Booker's going to go out there, probably going to score 35, 40 points again. So, uh, he's probably going to get seven or eight assists because, you know, there's no Chris Paul. So, um, I feel like this is pretty easy for me. So that's mine. 105 points for Booker over 45.5 points. You got to assist. What's your next one? 
Well, CP3 still out. Cameron Payne over 11.5 points, and he only got seven points last game, but I really feel like he's the kind of player that uh, the more time he gets on the court, the more comfortable he starts to feel in that point guard role. It's been several times throughout the regular season that he stepped in for Paul and did really well. In fact, he averaged a little over 10 points a game in a reserve role all year long, and he certainly won't be playing reserve role minutes today. So I really like Cameron Payne over 11.5 points, and that's worth 120 drive points. I like it. And my last one here uh, is DeAndre Ayton under 9.5 rebounds. It's 110 points. Um, I, I'm playing into the narrative here a little bit, and it makes me a little uncomfortable, honestly. But I do feel like, you know, Ayton's just been not very good in this series. Maybe it's because he's playing against Jokic, and that's kind of exposing his weaknesses or, you know, what it, I don't know what exactly it is. I couldn't tell you. I'm not that smart. But uh, I will <laughs> say that I'm not, I'm not feeling Ayton at this point in time. Uh, I feel like he could find the bench more more so than uh, you know play the 35 minutes that we're used to and accustomed to and you know getting the double doubles. So I'm going under 9.5 rebounds and 110 points for that one. Go along with that as well. My final one is uh, the aforementioned Bruce Brown, over four and a half rebounds and assists. And again, he got 23 minutes last game, which is not a lot of minutes, but 23 minutes of Bruce Brown. Like I said, he's a stat sheet filler. Yeah. And he ended up with three rebounds and three assists in 23 minutes last game. It wasn't especially a remarkable game for him. So to get to four and a half rebounds and assists, to get to that five total between those two in 23 minutes, seems like a no-brainer to me. And even Thrive thinks so. It's only worth 70 points. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us, guys. That is our show. Um, I am Keith Gork, obviously. You can find me on Twitter at, at ethos, uh, Keith at ethos Keith And uh, Lee, where can people find you and your work? Find me on Twitter at Lee from Fargo. Absolutely. Go follow us, guys, and uh, do continue to listen to the show. I appreciate you all listening throughout the season. Uh, We're going to continue to bring you this content until the end of the playoffs. But until next time, go get that money.